0: Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. We're so thankful you're here with us. I'm glad to be your host for this 20th season, already 29th podcast. We're going to be looking at how Paul accepted the Gospels as true So let's get started. We're on pages 137 and 138 of the popular Handbook of Archaeology in the Bible by Holden and Geisler. Great, great book. I highly recommend. I hope this podcast series is playing some small role in seeing this book sell a lot. Churches should use it maybe as group study. I've thought about doing it at our local church, just haven't had the opportunity. So let's get started again. Thanks for being with us. As often overlooked but powerful argument for the basic reliability of the gospel record about Jesus' life and teaching is found in the accepted epistles of the Apostle Paul. Placing late dates on the gospels and attempting to cast doubt on their reports fails to undermine the historical reliability for many reasons, among which it's widely accepted by critics that Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians and Galatians are genuine epistles the Apostle Paul and that they were written between 55 and 57 A.D. These four epistles confirm the basic historicity of the Gospels, the life, teachings, death, and resurrection of Christ. In fact, here are 27 such facts of Jesus in these accepted epistles of Paul, including. Now, this is, and sometimes I think our Blombergs and Craig Evans and these guys go so far into the enemy's camp, Hemer does this, to say, we'll take every supposition that you've got and we'll still show you the Bible's true. Okay. So obviously I believe Paul wrote 14 books under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Some would say 13. Hebrews disputed, I have no problem with that. But let's just look at these four that everybody says, okay, Paul wrote this. The Jewish ancestry of Jesus is mentioned in Galatians 3.16. His Davidic descent, Romans 1-3, his virgin birth, Galatians 4-4, his life under Jewish law, Galatians 4-4, his uh, Galatians 4-6, excuse me. The existence of his brothers, 1 Corinthians 9-5, the existence of his 12 disciples, 1 Corinthians 15:7. One of the disciples was named James, 1 Corinthians 15:7. Some of the disciples had wives, 1 Corinthians 9-5. Paul knew Peter and James, Galatians one eighteen through 2.16. Jesus' poverty, 2 Corinthians eight nine. His meekness and gentleness, 2 Corinthians 10.1. His abuse by others, Romans 15.3. His teachings on divorce and remarriage, 1 Corinthians 7.10 and 11. His view on paying wages of ministers, 1 Corinthians 9.14. His view on paying taxes, Romans 13, 6 and 7. It says 67. That's a little typo here in the book, in case you've got the book. His command to love one's neighbors, Romans 13 9, at least in my edition. His views on Jewish ceremonial and cleanness, Romans 14 14. The title, excuse me, his titles of deity, Romans 1, 3, 4, and 10 9. His Institution of the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three 23, and 25. Jesus' Sinless Life, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. His Death on the Cross, Romans and Galatians. But also you could go into 1 Corinthians 1. His Death Paid for Our Sins, again, so much there. His Burial, 1 Corinthians fifteen four. His Resurrection on the Third Day. 1 Corinthians 15, 4, his post-resurrection appearance to the apostles. 1 Corinthians 15, 5-8, his post-resurrection appearances to others, including 500 people, most of whom were still alive when Paul wrote. And Jesus' present position at God's right hand on his throne, Romans eight thirty four. Previous about the 500 is 1 Corinthians 15, 6. These facts not only confirm the general reliability of the Gospels, even apart from the Gospels, they provide the essential core of teachings about Christ on which Christianity is based. To put it another way, where there are no Gospels such as we have, Christianity would not crumble because Paul listed it as a matter of fact, and that makes it so powerful. As a matter of fact, in 1 Timothy, he actually quotes Luke 10.7. So, so much confirmation of scripture. Great. I'm glad we have it. Why don't we live it and obey it? Hey, if this is your first time, thanks for being here. If it's not, we're still so thankful you're here. Please join us daily. Listen to our playlist. And uh, we're in season 20, podcast 29. And uh, a lot there. So share with your friends, family, neighbors, church family, Sunday school classes. Maybe make you a little journal of things you find interesting every day. You'll have a power-packed apologetics library in no time at all. God bless you. We love you. Thank you again for being here. Bye-bye.